0: Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dorr at Insight Wealth Group. Good morning. Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dorr. I appreciate you taking some time to join me today. Before we jump in, I will just do what I do every week and remind you that what you're about to hear today should not be considered individual investment advice, but instead just our view, my firm's view of where we're going with this economy, where we're going with the markets. If you'd like to discuss your personal portfolio, I'd encourage you to give us a call. So let's go ahead and dive in. You know, it's, it's funny. I have been criticized in the past on this podcast. Andrew, you're too positive. You're too optimistic. And last week, you probably noticed I was a little grumpy. I was a little pessimistic last week as we talked about what the Fed was doing on inflation and interest rates. There is no question that I am at best, call it confused, about the path they're taking us down right now. The inherent risk from this is obviously being too hawkish on interest rates. It obviously is driving us into a recession. So you'll forgive me for being a little testy last week. But I do think there's another side to this coin. And it's a side that was readily apparent last week in the markets and and last week with the economic data that we got, and I think it needs to be highlighted. And we're going to talk about it this week, and that's the fact that this U.S. economy right now is in remarkably decent shape considering all we've been through. And as we wait another nine, ten days to hear the sermon from Pastor Powell, we thought it might be helpful to remember the position we're currently in. So let's dive into that. And then we're just going to start with the oldest note in the book, the oldest hymn in the hymnal, inflation. You know, we know, the inflation data may not matter, frankly, much to the Fed when they make their decision next week. I think it's possible their decision is already made, but their ability to find bad news and good data is frankly astounding to me but for the people it's affecting, the people for whom inflation really matters because it's more expensive to drive their car to work or to get food for their families, the inflation data we got last week was tremendously good news. CPI data came out on Wednesday and it exceeded expectations on both core and all items CPI. We saw core come in at 0.2% month over month and 4.8% year over year. We saw all items come in at 0.2% month over month and 3% year over year. That's down from 4% last month. They have both fallen, both core and all items have fallen dramatically from their peaks. 3% total inflation is a good, frankly, it's an excellent number. It's below the historical average of 3.6% for the United States. But core's slower decline continues to concern the Fed. And we continue to be concerned by the lack of reality, frankly, in core statistics. You've heard it from me a million times now. But their calculation for shelter, which makes up 42% of core, is just frankly wrong. While it is finally edging down, it peaked a month ago, it's finally starting to turn south, the idea that shelter today is 7.8% more expensive than it was one year ago does not line up with reality. But as this data set continues to improve, the core numbers are going to drop dramatically which is good news for the markets. But it was not just CPI that showed positive results last week, especially when it came to inflation because the PPI data, the producer's price index data, also came in much better than expected. Core PPI running at 2.4% year over year and all items PPI, 0.1%. PPI is a leading indicator for CPI. So the data over the last several months is very good news. And consumers are taking notice one of the concerns the fed always cites is this idea of anchoring consumers expectations for inflation the theory is that if people accept that inflation is a foregone conclusion prices will be raised on products in anticipation of that inflation but that's not where consumers are right now and it's not where producers are right now according to the new york federal reserve the fed's own bank Consumer expectations on inflation are coming in at 3.8% over the next year. That is the lowest number we've seen since April of 2021. And you know what? Consumers are happy. It should not be a surprise, given that, that CPI data we talked about, that consumers are feeling pretty good right now. Consumer sentiment right now is the best place we've seen it in over two years, since September of 2021. With inflation coming down, real earnings, that is how much, how far a consumer's paycheck goes, that's rising. It's not a coincidence that there's a direct correlation between the two. I put this in the memo, but if you look at the curve for U.S. real average hourly earnings and the curve for consumer sentiment, they look identical. It certainly helps as well that the consumer continues to be in a healthy position. I've talked about this before. We haven't talked about it in a while, but it bears noting that for as much criticism as the American consumer often receives, they did a fantastic job of right-sizing their debt-to-equity situation during the pandemic. Even today, debt delinquencies are at the lowest levels we've seen in the last 20 years, and the percent of consumers who have some sort of debt in collection is also at 20-year lows, by a long, long shot. There are two big reasons for this healthy balance sheet right now. The first is the fact that consumers have not had to pay student loan for the last two years. That has allowed them to get the rest of their house in order while payments were abated. Now, you and I can debate whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, whether the Supreme Court was right, whether Biden was right. None of that matters. What matters is the last two years gave consumers an opportunity to fix their debt situation. Now, the Supreme Court did just rule that Biden's plan for loan forgiveness is bunk. He can't do it. According to the ruling, payments have to turn back on in August. But the political gamesmanship in Washington is going to continue because the Biden administration just announced last week a new forgiveness program that will wipe out the debt for more than 800,000 borrowers who enrolled in quote-unquote income-driven repayment plans. That $39 billion program It's also undoubtedly going to be challenged in the courts, but it will delay the payments for a small portion of the more than 43 million Americans that have student loans. But the other counterweight here, we have to remember this, just because loans are getting turned back on does not mean the world's ending. Because consumers still have a lot of cash, and I mean a lot. While the balances have come down some this year, they stand at historic inflation-adjusted highs. We have over $4 trillion of cash sitting in people's checkable deposits today. That number has barely ever cleared $1 trillion before, but we're at four today. And if you go and look at money market accounts, it's the same situation. There is a lot of cash out there for consumers to use to help this out. So, inflation is falling, the consumer is healthy, the next question becomes one of corporations in the markets. How are they doing? You and I have always heard about asset bubbles and black swans. There's a million people out there telling you the world's coming to an end at any given moment. But the truth of the matter is that things actually look fairly healthy today. If we just look at where valuations stand today compared to their historical averages, and more importantly, where they are today compared to a year ago, what you see is a significant shift back to more normalized valuations that will provide opportunities in the future. There's a great chart in the memo showing exactly how far we've come down the ladder from a valuation perspective in the last 12 months. But if there is an asset bubble, if there is one, it is undoubtedly in the mega cap AI stocks right now. The forward PE of the biggest of the big names, the Amazons, the Netflix, the Teslas, the NVIDIAs, is light years higher than the rest of the market today. And it's something that we all have to pay attention to. And what we know is that in those situations, value stocks will outperform significantly if we were to get to a recessionary period. That's going to bode well for our portfolios. So, as grumpy as I might get, spending my time monitoring the comings and the goings of the Federal Reserve, the truth of the matter is that things are not that bad right now. This economy is healthy. Consumers, are healthy. The market is fairly valued. We can bear a little bit of strain from the Fed. In fact, that just might be what's giving the Fed confidence that they can be a little more aggressive on interest rates as they try to finish off inflation. We'll see how it works out. We're going to know a lot more in 10 days when we have the Federal Reserve meeting. But until then, we'll wrap it up for this week. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to give us a call here at the office at 515-273-1333, or you can always visit us on the web at www.insightwealthgroup.com. I hope you have a fantastic week and look forward to touching base with you again soon. Take care. Securities offered through Arte Wealth Management, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, NFA. Investment advisory services offered through Arte Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment firm.